535, heading south to Laredo. About to pick us some pounds so we can make us some queso. No luggage in the trunk, just me and Saki. Headed back down to Texas, now we serving these beans. Welcome to the I-35 Sports Connection. It's your boy, AAA in the house, after a victorious Chiefs Sunday. Yeah, you know what? Just go go ahead and F off. And that was Mila after a disastrous weekend for her sports teams. So uh, we're going to get into the show. I, th- I think we're going to talk Chiefs-Cowboys, wrap that up, put a nice little bow on it since we're at the game. Well, then we'll transition, talk a little Mavs, and then end the game with a preview. Since the Chiefs are off, we're just going to throw the pit stop for the Cowboys at the end of this episode. And we'll talk about the Thanksgiving Day game, which we are going to. But first things first, Chiefs are the realist. Let's talk about that game on Sunday. And, and what went wrong for the, the, the Dallas Cowboys? I hope you've enjoyed walking around the embers of what was our studio that I torched in flames after my anger. I didn't, but I really felt like it. Let me just say, the Cowboys look like absolute dog shit. The Chiefs did not look good. The Cowboys just looked really bad. And you know what? If you think that's a hot take, you can at me on Twitter at I35SportsCXN because I don't care and I know that I'm right in that. So I know the Chiefs did look bad and I'll get into that, but... Let's talk Cowboys first. What the heck went wrong? Why do they look so bad? Dude. I mean, okay, so part of it, Amari Cooper being out. Like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but Michael Gallup couldn't hold a ball to save his life. So that was definitely issue number one. Then CeeDee Lamb going out with that concussion definitely did not help us. But either way, like, the, the play calling on offense was just – it was not good. It was very uninspired. Like, we kept handing it to the running backs, um, and they weren't going anywhere. And I'm like, why do y'all keep running the exact same play if you're not getting anywhere with it? Like, Dak can throw the ball when he is focused, um, and we just we didn't do that. You know, the the clock management, The I think it was the end of the first where Dak threw that pick. I'm like, man, that probably would have been a good chance for a timeout. Um, and even at the end, like I was like, can we at least get one touchdown on the board? And instead, he threw a pick. And to me, that was also a little bit of clock management. Yeah, you know, when and you... Hold on. Wait, before I say this, for once, I was... Not for once, I was wrong. But I was wrong about um, Greg the Leg. He, he indeed was the bright spot this weekend. I don't know how he did it. Maybe he heard my threats, but hats off to you, Greg. I think that's the problem, that he was the bright spot because like one of the keys to beat the Chiefs is not settling for field goals. Absolutely. And, and, and that's something you saw the Cowboys do. And then I don't think Amari would have been as big of a deal, it, but CD went out, and then that's what caused it to be catastrophic. So when you look at it and you go, okay, who are my dynamic playmakers left on offense? It sure as hell is in Dalton Schultz. And for him to be leading your team in receiving, I think that's an issue where, like, if you peel it back a little bit, you go, hey, Kellen, I've got a dynamic playmaker in Tony Pollard. Instead of throwing those little six-yard, eight-yard passes to Dalton Schultz, can I get the ball to Tony Pollard in space and watch him do something? Because after Amari and after Sedarius... Don't do that. <laughs> He's your he's your most dynamic weapon, right? Because like Zeke, I don't know if Zeke was banged up, but he didn't look good. He didn't look good. He looked a little slow. Tony Pollard looked like he had some explosive north. He had a big 31-yard run. He had a 14-yard pass, but he only had two targets in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Great hands. I mean, heck, freaking Dalton Schultz got eight. Like, 
give some of those to a dynamic weapon, especially in a game where you needed those chunk plays. And I can't count how many drops the receiving core had, but like Dude, Michael Gallup alone, just watching that, I was like, can you please catch a damn ball? Yeah. And then, you know, the Noah, Noah Brown targets, those should have gone to Tony Pollard. So I, I think there's some things there, but defensively, the Cowboys defense did what they needed to do mm-hmm. to keep the Cowboys in this game until the end. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Hot Boys were looking like the Hot Boys. Um, you know, I I predicted that there would be at least two picks, and there was one of those two. Wasn't from uh, Diggs like I thought it would be, but still, you know, I liked it. I could handle it. To be honest, like, with my bias aside, this was an incredibly boring game to watch from both sides. Just watching this, I was like... God, could this game move any slower? Like, damn. It was a really boring game to watch. I think the most exciting player and MVP of the Cowboys was Micah Parsons, who looked incredible. Oh, Micah Parsons looked great. Like, dude, keep doing what you're doing. Now, I, I will throw this out there. For those that are like, hey, move Micah from linebacker to the end, I would say no. Um, you're you're hiding Michael Parsons by using him in obviously obvious passing downs, right? And then he's fast and he can move. Exactly, right? Now, if you had him playing D end every play, he would end up getting like countered, trapped. He would get destroyed in the run game with misdirection. And you would then have either Tank or Randy on the sideline, which is what you don't want, right? Especially with Tank coming back. You want to use Micah for strategic or strategery. <laughs> like you are currently using you don't want him to be a full-time dn but he looked great that game i mean two sacks two tackles for loss three times he hit mahomes like he was causing havoc in the backfield yeah and i will say like in the chief's favor tyreek hill looked great he definitely got some speed on him um i would say he if i had to pick an mvp of the game it would definitely be him yeah, I mean, it's Tyreek Hill and it's Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two MVPs, offense and, and defense, because Mahomes didn't look good. And we had another game, and this is one of his interceptions, where Mahomes was forcing the ball. And mm-hmm. you're seeing what happens when Mahomes forces the ball. Yeah. There, There's maybe five, six passes a game that could be picks that he's throwing that he really needs to hone it down. Because last game, he didn't force it. He took what was open, and then he hit the big play. He needs to continue to do that because – Whenever he starts to feel it and get a little gun heavy, it's really hurting the Chiefs offense. And that's why it was sputtering this game. Like he forced it too much. He got bit a couple times. And like you can't do that. You gotta feed feed Kelsey and you gotta feed Williams. Like he was a man last game, and then you chose to ignore him this game to try to hit the bigger play, which is weren't there, especially with the wind. You weren't gonna hit a big 30-yard pass down the field with how windy it was. So Mahomes needs to be doing better of being disciplined. So Dude, yeah, it was super windy there. I wanna say uh uh Butker missed like two kicks, right? Yeah, yeah. Butker ha- had a miss in this game and, and it was one field goal miss and it, then it was one extra point miss. Mm-hmm. Um or or one extra point miss. Uh, oh, yeah. One field goal, yeah, one extra I point. Like, so. I thought I saw a field goal. But yeah, he missed the first one he went for. So, like, with that win, like, you really wanted Mahomes to be more disciplined here. But it was a great bounce back game for Clyde's Ed- Clyde Edwards, averaging five yards of carry. So, that was nice to see. And then my one tangent on this game I want to go into is I saw a lot of Twitter activity on, like, hey, congratulations, Spags, on fixing the defense. He did not fix the defense. He really went back to what we were doing last year. He basically, like, 
Imagine going to work and fucking up a project really bad and then getting a bunch of kudos when you fix it because of your own fuck up. Like, that's what he did. He, like, he... <laughs> I love to see it. It's like... <laughs> it's like he had a pool and he accidentally drained the whole pool and he's like, oh, I should put this stopper in and then keep the water from draining. And then he just put the stopper in and it filled it up. Like, that's what happened. You fucked it up and literally you just went back to what was working last year and all of a sudden it was magically fixed. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't get credit for going back to what it should have been from the get-go. I'll give you credit when you make some type of great adjustment, but until then, I give you zero credit because all you did was put Chris Jones back at D tackle and oh... Who would have thought, leave the all-pro at his all-pro position, and you move Thornhill to starting? That was it. You didn't do anything. So I don't want to hear any of this Spags credit, okay? You really hate this man. I'm just saying. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, the Chiefs go into the bye week, 7-4, first place in the division. So that's big. Um Especially when you look at it. This is a good place to have a bye week. Yeah. Especially with, you know, your division rivals uh, coming up, right? So you've got Raiders, or you've got Cowboys, you've got Raiders, you've got Chargers. You face the AFC West gauntlet next. You win those next three games, you're in the Catbird seat, guaranteed playoffs. Mm -hmm. Because your next three games are literally in your division. So that's big. But let's pivot here. Let's talk NBA, and then we'll go into the Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game. Sound good? All right, yeah, that works. So let's get into our troubled, maybe not so troubled, Dallas Mavericks. Um, we played the Suns back-to-back and lost both of those games. Then we played the Clippers and lost. But Luka was injured those last three games. Um, and then he came back last night, and we played the Clippers again in what was quite a thriller and won 112-104. Um, should have never gone into overtime, but it did, and there was lots of frustration. So I, I think it, two things. One, we still have the problem of we can't close quite yet. Uh, absolutely. If any game shows you that, it was last night's. And it's even more apparent, too, because JB got hurt, didn't come back into the rest of the game. And... At some point, if you're going to beat good teams, and keep in mind, this Clippers team is without Kawhi, and you struggle to close them out. Like, you're going to have to learn how to close, and someone needs to step up. But speaking of stepping up, KP has stepped up his last few games. Let me read off some stats to you. So, I'm a notorious KP hater, but... Since November 12th, he's had games of 22 points, 32, 29, 21, 23, 25, and 30 points. Okay? Rebounding, 12, 7, 11, 8, 12, 8, 7. So he's actually putting up number two numbers now to run with Luca. So my question to you is, and I'll answer it as well, what do you do with KP now? Yeah, turn your profit. He, you finally got like your your peak here. It's kind of like trading stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm the wolf of Stonk Street. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. Guys, don't ever follow me for financial advice. But basically, you want to buy on the low, which we didn't really buy on the low, but we kind of did. Um, buy on the low, wait for it to appreciate, and then flip that sucker. Kind of like flipping a house, too. Yeah, like... Do not be fooled. Yeah. Do not go into this street going, oh my God, this is what it could be. This is what it needs to be. Let's not trade Luca, or I mean, let's not trade KP because he's perfect for Luca now. Don't do that. Literally, because you know it's coming around the corner, another injury, another five games missed, another three games missed here. Sell him while he's high. He has value. Hopefully he can keep this up for 
seven, ten more games, and you can flip him. Get out of the contract because it's not worth it. If if he turns out to be healthy, who cares? You know, you got rid of the risk, but like an injury is going to come. He's going to go into a, a a bad streak. While he's hot, get rid of him. Do not follow the fool's gold here, guys. Absolutely. Uh, who do you think that we could probably potentially palm him off to? Man, if Golden State was struggling, I would have said Golden State, but they're so hot right now. I don't think they want to mess with any of their mojo. Um, maybe, though, I would say I could see Golden State getting rid of Wiseman, uh, who's their number one pick from last year, to get KP and, and really like finish out the this uh you know last window that they have with curry and clay coming back and, and going and, and open up a window permanently for like another three four years if they do this so they might not want to waste time on wiseman um you can get a number one pick or a, a first round pick you know top five from golden state outside of that i don't see anything of value you could get because what are you gonna do go get ben simmons and his awful shooting like you're not gonna do that that would be a terrible move Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's not much you can do here. Uh, like it's literally like, hey, I've got a guy. Um, I'll take a dumpster for him. Like <laughs> whatever you can do to get off of the books is basically what you're gonna do here. I'll take a bag of popcorn. Yeah, bag of popcorn and some draft picks. I'll take it. <laughs> so that's the Maz recap. Like they're still in playoff contention. This will probably make the playoffs. But like we said, like, I mean, you That's saw it here. That's not what you're playing for, though. Yeah, you yeah. want to play for bigger things at this point. Like, I have a hard time seeing this team do anything. You lost both games to the Suns. You split with the Clippers. You barely beat them with Luka. And that's a team without Kawhi. That's a team who's also banged yeah. up. You couldn't beat the Nuggets without Porter, without Murray, mm-hmm. two of their biggest stars. So, like, you're beating bad teams, which great. You know, you never want to lose to bad teams. But, like, against the cream of the crop, yeah. you're trapped. Your your goal is not mediocrity. Yeah, like you are, you are a Chick Fil A sandwich in a world of Popeyes. Popeyes is better, and we all know it. Ooh, man, that's a hot take for some people. I agree, but yeah, you are you are bland chicken compared to the the nice, flavorful, spiced chicken of Popeyes. Yep. You're a, a nice, silky bottle of lotion in Katie's world. Oh my, he needs lotion bad, bro. Them ankles. He needs a hairbrush too. He needs a lot of things. Good Lord. Looking just, like. Just get a personal assistant or a masseuse or something. Looking at like Ashy Larry out here. Holy shit. All right. Let's go. Let's do our Cowboys preview to a game we're going to be at. Yes. Can't wait. It's going to be a fantastic tailgate. Not just because you're making a Damn good brisket. No, tell, tell them how good a brisket is. Last, because we took it all weekend. Crush the brisket game. The brisket is great, and it's great because it's not slathered in Kansas City barbecue sauce. You heard it here first. But um, not only because of that, and not only because of my what my coworkers now call crack and cheese, because um, it's so good, it's like crack. Um, but also I have a coworker that is a chef and he's throwing down. I'm so excited. Dude can cook for days. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have a tailgate. Um, it'll, it's just going to be great. Like, I think we got some pretty decent seats, not as good as the chiefs game, but got some great seats. And, you know, speaking of not aiming for mediocrity, this is the game where you show that you are not a team of mediocrity. Let's get back into that Super Bowl contention talk here. Taking on the Raiders, the very, very troubled Raiders, might I add, and let's freaking do something here. 
Yeah, and there is no Amari Cooper in this game, but C.D. Lamb should be back. But here's the thing. You're facing a Raiders team that got ran the F over by Cincinnati. Who's the better running back, Zeke or Mixon of Cincinnati? Obviously, Zeke. Okay. Mixon went off. So you're without your number one wide receiver. So can we go a little old school? Can we feed the man? Can we get him his big old bowl and let this dude eat? Because the Bengals shows you that the Raiders can't stop the run. Run the damn ball. You got a banged up uh, C.D. Lamb who's going to play. You got no Amari Cooper. Just feed Zeke in this one. You don't need to do anything special to beat this Raiders team. Yeah, which I'm super excited to see C.D. Lamb back. Um I don't know if you happen to notice at the Chiefs game, but when he got hit in the end zone trying to catch that ball, he fell back and hit his head really hard. And when he got back up, he fell over. So that's why he got called out for concussion protocol, which I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. So I think our first key, key. to the game is I want 150 to two. No, you know what? I want 200. I want 200. Rushing yards in this game. 200 rushing yards in this game. I want you to feed Zeke, and I want you to feed Tony Pollard. Agreed. With thunder and lightning, let's go. Now, the Raiders do, even though Ruggs is now jail or gone or whatever, the Raiders do have one big weapon, and that's Darren Waller. He's the one weapon they got, and he also happens to go up against one of your weaker areas on the team. So... How do you combat that? What do you got to do? You got to contain him. You can't beat Waller, but you got to contain him. And you don't got to really contain him that much. He can go off a little bit, but just keep him under 100. 100 is good. That's definitely doable. That's very, very doable. So I would say 100 for Waller, but less than 60 receiving yards for every other wide receiver. Hunter Renfro, under 60. Whoever else on that team, under 60. Waller is the only guy that you can let get get passing yards in this game and he can only be he's the only guy in the passing game that should be able to beat you yeah no agreed um let's go into our next key to the game is this micah i really thought you were gonna throw another key but yes uh micah is a huge key uh micah do your damn thing do the damn thing like go in shut it down Go eat. Go get those sacks because you are there all day. The speed is there. I mean, you're going to make uh, – ah, shit, what's his name? The quarterback, uh, Derek Carr. I always forget his name. Make him look more like Mar from Home Alone, which if y'all haven't seen that meme, it is hilarious. But I, I think you say this because you're going up against a team that's heavily penalized. So the more pressure you get on Carr, the more likely you are you get a holding call, the more likely you are to get a false start, and you're playing in a home environment – so the crowd's going to be loud and popping. So you get pressure on Carr, then you force the Raiders to start shooting themselves in the foot and helping you out defensively. They get behind the eight ball, they get behind the line of scrimmage, and then you can really go to town. So that's why you want Micah to go off. And the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals got three sacks on Carr and you have a much better pressure unit than the Bengals, you should at least get four. So I think four sacks from the Cowboys defense is what we want to see here. Yep, definitely. So those are your keys to the game. Keys to the game. Also, key to Thanksgiving game. Make sure you eat early, and then for your second round of leftovers, make a Sammy. Mm, mm. Well, hey, hey. well, let's give a quick top two 
top two, your top two Thanksgiving foods. First of all. Or Thanksgiving sides. Who the hell picks two and not three? Fine, top three Thanksgiving sides. Who the hell picks two? That's I don't know. Okay, go ahead, Toozy. Uh, rolls. Okay. Mac attack. Yep. And then I think for a number three, you know, to borrow a, a line from a famous radio person in uh, DFW, the gravy going to set it off. I need that lubrication in my sandwich to make it all go down nice. Oh, man. There's so many jokes riddled in that one, but I'm, I'm going to let that go. Um, so we're talking just sides. We're not just talking sides. dessert. Okay. Um, definitely the crack and cheese mm-hmm. that which I will be making with beef bacon, so it's gonna have all sorts of great flavor. Oh um, I would say broccoli cheese casserole. I don't know if a lot of people do that, but it's cheesy rice with broccoli, and it's freaking delicious. So cheese, cheese for you. <laughs> yes, and I'm lactose intolerant, so that's like the best part of that. Um. Can I say carbs and encompass rolls and cornbread together? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Yeah. Put that together. And it just, oh. I mean, shoot. I'll be making, what, what, what do you call them? Them au jus, the sandwiches that you dip. The gravy is my au jus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fattest shit I've ever heard, but I like it. I mean, that's how you do Thanksgiving, though. You make that au jus right. America style with that gravy, though. Dude, I swear. I know Canada celebrates Thanksgiving, but like Canadians, y'all ain't got nothing on us. I know the rest of the world is like ugh, gluttonous pigs, even more gluttonous today. I mean, let's be fat guys. Let's not do it Canada style. Do it America style. Yeah, exactly. America. America. If you. All right, guys. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend. Hopefully, enjoy the show. Hit us up at I 35 Sports CXN. Have a great, happy, and safe Thanksgiving. And let's go, Cowboys. If that belt ain't tighter, you ain't eating.